Hey there, welcome to Drum Sex. Now, if you're new to this podcast, I'd like to first warn you that it does contain mature themes. And if you're cool with that, then let's get into it. My name is Aluto Mbendeni and I am your host. Today's show is a bit different. We have Tandon Dabezita back again for yet another episode. And this time she'll be talking to Dr. Melusi Lamini about the importance of pH balance, what may cause it to change as you grow older as a woman, and how some women can be affected or rather allergic to their partner's semen and how that case can be treated. This is how their conversation went. Today we are speaking to Dr. Melusi Lamini. Dr. Lamini is a medical doctor who has worked in the gynecology field as a sexual and reproductive health clinician, and he is the clinical network lead at Kenna Health. He is an internationally recognized safe abortion care expert and activist. He continues to educate himself on digital health strategies to provide comprehensive primary health care, driven by his belief in equitable access to health. Dr. Lamini led the implementation of South Africa's first telehealth service for safe abortion care and contraception. In 2020, he was named one of the top 200 young people by Mail and Guardian in the health category. In addition to his clinical work, he is a healthcare consultant for international firms, guest lectures at various local universities, and facilitates and moderates conversations around health and social justice. Dr. Lamini, welcome. And thank you for joining us in today's discussion about the importance of understanding a vaginal pH balance. So let's begin at the beginning. Experts say a normal vaginal pH level is between 3.8 and 4.5, which is moderately acidic. However, what constitutes a normal pH level can vary slightly based on your stage of life. What role does the pH level in your vagina play in keeping it a healthy environment? You need um, a certain pH for your um, vaginal um, environment to be considered healthy. Um, there's a couple of um, roles that the vaginal pH plays. What it does is, is to basically form a barrier inside your vaginal inside your vagina on the vaginal walls to prevent um, certain bugs from overgrowing, um, entering um, your system and basically causing infections. So there's, there's a couple of things that, that, that um, um, basically control the pH um, and you can go into that later. And if that is, 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 is disturbed by, by any, anything really, um, then you get you, you become at risk of um, developing, you know, um, um, infections in the vagina. And what happens when the pH level is too high? Basically, whether the pH is too high or too low, then you've got a hostile um, um, vaginal environment. Um, what the pH does by being between 3.8 and 5 is that it controls the, the kind of, um, bugs that live in the vagina. There's a, there's a couple of bugs that live in the vagina, um, and it's healthy. Um, 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 it's healthy bugs. I mean that that that. Um, I mean the bugs that actually live in the vagina. They have a role to play um, in maintaining your your pH environment. So it, whether it's too low or it's too high, then you have an overgrowth of certain bugs, which um, at a certain level can cause infections. 
And that's why you need a pH, pH um, to be within 3.8 and 5, so that the, the level of, 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 of the bugs in the vaginal um, environment is controlled. Um, there's, there's a couple of ways in which um, you will experience some, some symptoms um, when, you, when your vaginal pH is off. Um, and the most common, most common um, way that you will get, um, I mean, the most common symptom that you'll get is um, vaginitis, which is basically in, in inflammation of the vagina. Um, and can, it can come um, in a different kind of, of um, um, ways. Um, but most commonly, you, you will get um, a fishy odor um, from, from the vagina. You'll get a gray or green or foamy um, um, discharge um, from the vagina. You'll get itching. You'll, you might actually even get pain. And if this infection is severe enough, it may actually cause bleeding. Sure. So if you've spoken about discharge, you've spoken about paying attention to the smell. Does the smell remain the same of your vagina throughout your life or does it change with hormonal changes and life stage changes? Yeah, um, so your vaginal pH varies um, because of a lot of factors. One, it's aging. So as, as you age, your, your pH um, drops even lower. Um, there are certain stages in your menstruation cycle um, that will change the pH um, and it will go lower. Um, and there are certain things um, like, for example, douching. Um, there are a lot of people that use a lot of things to, in inverted commas, wash the, the inside of their vaginas. And we know that vagina is actually self-cleaning. Um, there are certain types of lubricants that people use for um, when they're having sex that can actually alter your pH. Um, there's um, something else that I'm forgetting, um, menopause, um, but I, I did talk about um, aging, that as you age, then your pH um, starts um, going off what is considered to be normal um, pH for the vagina. So you've spoken about discharges and smells being things that one needs to watch out for when it comes to whether they suspect uh, that there may be a pH balance issue. Now, I'm wondering if your smell stays the same throughout your life. No, definitely not. Um, there's a, there's a couple of things that actually um, affect the, the, the smell that comes up from, from the vagina. Um, the vagina should not smell, um, but at certain stages, um, whether it's because of your period, then the pH will change and the smell might also change. Um, if you have infections, the, um, the, the, the smell of coming from the vagina might change. Um, there's certain antibiotics that can actually change um, the pH of, of, of the vagina and um, obviously change the smell coming from the vagina. So no, the, 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 the smell from the vagina does not stay the same. Um, and it really depends on, 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 on the environment of the vagina and um, external factors that, that contribute to the changes um, of the, the, the vaginal environment that will ultimately contribute to vaginal smell. 
You spoke about douching and certain harmful practices that one might do out of ignorance that may actually be quite harmful for the vaginal environment. How can one ensure that the vaginal environment is normal and healthy? There's a couple of things you can do. Um, For example, I I talked about douching. Um, People use a lot of products that... um, as opposed in red commas to make your vagina clean or make, make it smell nice. And actually what they're doing is actually harmful because they disturb the environment and um, make you prone to developing um, infections. So one of the things, um, some of the things that you can actually do um, is to use condoms during sex um, to avoid douching. And if you are going to douche, um, to use clean water or just wash in and around your vagina with soap and water instead, instead of actually putting things inside um, or the, the liquid um, inside the vagina to clean. Um, diet actually um, can also alter your, um, your, your pH balance in the vagina um, and things that actually help with, with the pH in, in the vagina is, yogurt for example um yogurt has the same bacteria that um lives in the vagina the most dominant bacteria but bacteria in the vagina is the same bacteria that is actually used to make yogurt um and that it can actually help um with maintaining that ph balance um avoiding things that foods that are very sugary or processed um, like, for example, white bread or, or rice can actually help you to prevent um, um, infections. The other thing is underwear. Um, if you're going to wear the right underwear, you can actually um, prevent um, um, affecting your pH balance because if you wear tight clothing, which reduces um, the airflow to the vagina, or basically that doesn't allow your vagina to breathe, um, it, it can actually lead to um, infections. So you, you want to wear um, underwear that is made from cotton, that is looser fitting, um, and that has a cotton patch, especially around the vaginal area. So if I suspect that uh, the pH level is out of whack and I approach you as a doctor, what are the medical tests that can indicate to you as a professional that the pH level is out of whack? You can actually test the pH of the vagina. Um, There are tests um, um, and even including the ones that you can actually use at home to test their pH. Um, we don't routinely do um, pH measurements because by the time you need to do a pH measurement, there's probably a, um, a condition already, like some kind of infection. So you would treat that and that would actually um, fix the pH, pH in, in, in the vagina. Um, so to answer your question, there are tests that you can do, but we just don't routinely do them. Mm. And are they invasive, those kinds of tests? Yes, so you actually need um, the fluid from the vagina mm-hmm. to test. Um, so for, for you to basically get the fluid, you have to get into the vagina. And that's, that's yes, that, that is invasive. Mm. And what are the treatment options? 
Um, the treatment options depend on what is presenting. Um, most of the time, vaginal pH that is off will present as an infection. Um, and like I explained earlier, um, once the pH is off, there's an overgrowth of unwanted um, or um, abnormal bugs in the vagina and that causes the infection. So basically when you treat, you will be treating whatever cause, um, cause the overgrowth of that bacteria or bugs in the vagina um, and that will clear the infection. Mm -hmm. And our obsession as a society with waxing and shaving and removing pubic hair, is that something that could also lead to this kind of, uh, the, the, these kinds of infections? No, not really. Not, not, they, they don't really affect your pH um, because that is stuff that happens actually outside the vagina um, and does not actually go into the vagina. If it doesn't go into the vagina, then it should not um, um, affect your, your pH balance. Um, they may cause other, other, other issues that are outside of the vagina, um, but definitely not um, affecting your vaginal pH. Mm. And so the, the question that I'm asking really or leading to is we know that pubic hair also plays a role in keeping out certain bacteria and helping uh, cleanse the vaginal area. So is that, is that a factor at all? Should women be mindful of uh, just um, a bare vagina is not necessarily, does not necessarily equal a healthy environment? No. Um, so it's, it's, it's not as easy as that. Um, like I said, y yes, you, you're right with, 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 the, um, with the hair acting as a, a protective um, mechanism of, of sort from preventing things going into the vagina. Um, but if you don't have hair um, and you keep the area clean, um, you, you wear the right um, um, underwear, it should not be a factor that um, affects your vaginal pH. And so one of the other uh, topics uh, for today's conversation is semen allergy, something that is not widely understood. Uh, can we get into that? A semen allergy, otherwise known as human seminal plasma hypersensitivity, HSP, is an allergic reaction to the proteins found in most men's sperm. What causes an allergy to semen? All right, so a semen allergy is basically, it basically happens when um, there are certain proteins in the semen of the man um, and they have unprotected sex with, a, with, with another person and they ejaculate um, inside that person. And that person's body recognizes the, the proteins in that semen as foreign. And what it, what it does is that the body, because it's foreign, that it will attack um, trying to kill off whatever um, it sees as foreign inside your body. And that's when you actually will, will develop um, um, symptoms. Is it possible to be allergic to one partner's semen and not another? Yes. Um, so like I said, so um, the, the proteins that, that um, your body recognizes as foreign 
um, will be in a certain um, person's semen and it won't necessarily be in everybody's semen. Um, and that's why when you sleep with this particular person who's got these proteins, you will get a reaction. And when you sleep with other people who do not have those proteins, um, you won't get any, um, any symptoms from, from their semen. What are some of the signs and symptoms uh, that could indicate an allergy? Um, after you have had unprotected sex with somebody who's got um, these proteins that we, we were talking about, um, you will experience um, a change in your skin color around the vagina. Um, there may be burning, so itching. Um, and you may also get um, some swelling inside and around the vagina, um, on your skin, on your vaginal tissues, if, uh, if you come into contact with the semen that has these proteins that um, cause um, the allergy. And it may actually um, become very severe in that your whole body responds to those um, foreign um, proteins that it has identified. And you get a full-blown, basically, um, allergic reaction with hives, with itching, and it actually may um, even affect your breathing. So your, your, your severe um, allergy reaction um, can actually happen from, from um, a semen allergy. So if I suspect I have this allergy, how do I confirm my suspicions? Um, one of the things that you will be asked by your doctor is basically the, your sexual history. Um, and not just with the partner that gives you the, the reaction, but with people that have not given you the reaction to kind of lead to the diagnosis of a semen allergy. And what they will do also is because you are um, allergic to certain proteins, they will uh, introduce certain proteins proteins in your, um, to your body and your body will produce um, some kind of reaction and we will know that um, you are allergic to, to, to that sperm. What we can also do is look at the, 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 the sperm itself and just try to isolate these, um, these proteins so that um, um, a diagnosis can actually be made. So it doesn't seem to be a widespread kind of condition. In the US, human seminal plasma hypersensitivity is believed to afflict just 40,000 women. Anecdotally, how common do you think it is in South Africa? Um, in South Africa, I actually have not seen it. Um, and I don't know of a person who actually has seen it. Um, it's very, is that common um, in 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 our setting. Um, I don't have the, the numbers and I don't think we actually even have the numbers of, of, of um, seminal allergy in South Africa because it's really, really, really um, rare. What advice would you give to a couple trying for a child where the would-be mother is allergic to semen since obviously using protection is not an option in this case? What you do is you will wash the sperm um, because you want to get rid of these proteins and then you will artificially in, um, inseminate. Um, 
there's, there's a couple of ways that you can actually uh, artificially inseminate, but the, the main thing that we do is to actually wash the stem and get rid of the protein and then inseminate the, 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 the couple. What do you mean by wash the sperm? What is, does that mean in layman's terms? So, semen, right? Um, semen is a combination of things. Um, there's protein in there, there's fluid, um, and you've got your, your stem cells. What you need for a pregnancy is just stem cells. So um, obviously for, for the semen to, to, to travel all the way from the testicles um, to be um, ejaculated, you need, you need some kind of um, transport mechanism. And that's why it comes in the, in the form of a fluid, even though what you're actually just getting, um, what you actually are only going to use from the semen is just the sperm cells. So what we do with the washing is basically that. Um, what you do is to separate um, the components of the semen and take what you actually need, which is the stem cells. Um, and by doing that, you know that um, because you've taken only the thing that you need, which is the stem cell, you, you know that you actually don't have any protein or any other um, components of the semen that will um, produce a reaction in the person who's been inseminated. What are some of the good diets or sanitary practices your partner can adopt to try and alleviate your allergy to his semen? I'm not aware of any dietary changes that need to be um, implemented in a person who's got um, these proteins. These proteins are made by the body and their formation is decided by the body. So even if you change your diet, um, the, the body is still going to produce the same kind of, 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 of um, what do you call them, proteins, which will cause a reaction. Um, so this, the, the, the dietary changes really um, I'm not aware of. So it is a myth then that the things that your partner eats could potentially contribute to this allergy. It is a myth. Um, from what I've read from seminal allergies, from what I know also, um, I've I've not I've not heard of a diet producing um um, um an allergic reaction in a sexual partner. Um, if you eat something that your partner is allergic to, there's absolutely no way that um it'll end up in your 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 semen um as these proteins that I was talking about that will ultimately cause an allergic reaction. You also mentioned that you might be able to diagnose the partner. What is the test? Um, you will actually be testing the person who reacts to the semen. And what you, you will be testing is their allergy to proteins. Um, there's a couple of ways to do that. Um, you can do intolerant tests. You can do skin tests. Um, and what, what you can also do is to take the sperm um, and actually look at the structure of the protein that um, the sperm contains. And from, from that, you will know that it has some kind of um, allergy-producing um, um, abilities. So basically, the test will be done on the person with their allergy, and the test will be done to look for your reaction to certain proteins.
um, which is um, what actually causes the allergy in the in the in, in the semen that has um, these proteins that um, affect the sexual partner. Dr. Lamini is the clinical network lead at Kenna Health, a mobile app that lets you chat to a team of registered nurses, doctors, and mental health professionals on your smartphone. They are passionate about women's health, and their goal is to empower women with the knowledge and care they need through the Kenna Health team of professionals. For only 185 Rand per consultation, you can chat to a registered medical professional. For common women's health needs, such as vaginal thrush and contraceptive prescription renewals, you can use the Kenna Express service for only 120 Rand. Kenna Health's team-based approach lowers the cost of healthcare and improves health outcomes for each patient, enabling them to live healthier lives. Thank you so much for listening and until next time.